Tanya Easley. I'm the founder and CEO of Love E Fashion and Style by Love E. And this is the Closet Chronicles. This podcast is all about sharing other fashion entrepreneurs' journeys. They're going to give their story, tell you how they did it, and of course, give you gems that you can apply to your own business. And today we have a very special guest. I'm so excited to have her. She is going to tell us all about her business and how she is skilled. She's super inspiring to me. Um, we met because of a panel. I feel like 100 years ago now. But um, we connected and then we kind of knew each other for years, but we didn't really connect, connect in the, until the last couple of years, like get friendly, friendly, meet up and have lunch and talk and all the things. So I'm super excited to have you because you're such an inspiration to me of just what black women business owners can do. And even just everybody getting the big brand stores, big box stores, big box retailers. I think when I started in the business, I thought like, oh, you know, I'm going to have like a mom and pop type of if I just make enough to survive and replace my day job, then that'd be enough. And not realizing that there's, you know, the sky is the limit. So mm-hmm. excited to have you. So, oh, okay. Go ahead, introduce yourself, your brand, and then tell us the story. We're excited to hear. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. I'm so grateful. Um, and yes, I'm so glad that we've gotten friendly over the last few years. Uh, I feel like it's been a long time coming. So you're right. Yes. Absolutely. Um, but anyways, my name is Uyo Okabia Eichelberger. I am the founder and CEO of the Made With Love Brands, which is the parent company for three mom and baby, um, mom, maternity and baby brands. So under the Made With Love umbrella, we have Prego Leggings and we have You Lingerie and Ashmi & Co., which is our newest um, edition. And um, to tell you a little bit about the story, I started my business um, almost 12, actually, shoot, oh, it's a new year, almost yes. 13 years ago um, now um, in 2010. Thank you. And it started, honestly, out of my own personal need. I was a first-time mom and um, was pregnant for the first time and during the pregnancy was looking um, and shopping for, you know, just like the stuff you need as a new mom. And one of the things I knew I was going to do was I was going to breastfeed. So I started looking for nursing bras. Mm -hmm. And at the time, it just felt like all the options that were available to me um, were really like, matronly and yeah. like looked like something that like my grandmama would wear you know and, yes. our, and and it was just like what in the world I love fashion I love looking good yeah um so I I looked you're like more. the queen of bling because I swear I every time I see you you're dying. <laughs> not just from your glow but your outfits girl thank you but so yeah so you can imagine my just Disappointment. Yes. What is happening? Why is everything like nude or black or brown? Like what is happening? Um. So I talked to a couple of my girlfriends who, you know, 13 years ago we were all just starting to have kids and getting married and things like that, and they felt the exact same way as I did. And mind you, I was in corporate America at the time, so this was um, I was working at Kraft Foods. Mm -hmm. So what I decided to do was um take matters into my own hands and decided that I was going to 
bring some more fashionable options to moms everywhere. And the reason I did that was because I didn't just talk to my friends. Like I could talk to my friends and they gave yeah. me sort of this like, yeah, you should totally do it. Like the market is missing something, right? Um, but I also did a quick survey. I asked friends and friends of friends to send it to their friends who were either new moms or plan to be new moms. And, you know, the result of that survey was basically my aha moment, why I decided yes. to do it, right? Yes. It was just yes. like, okay, there's clearly a white space opportunity for something like this that would be one, pretty fashionable, but then also people wanted to make sure like it wasn't something that would break the bank, right? Yes. So yes. I took I took the I took the um I took a leap of faith and decided yes. to to do this. I did not have a fashion background. I did not you know, know the first thing about the first thing about being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, all I knew was then just that I love nice things and I was going to figure out how to do it. Right. Yeah. And, it, and during that time, I was I was working in marketing. So I knew basics of marketing. I yes. knew, you know, branding. I studied brand man. I studied marketing and brand management. So I was working for Kraft Foods. I was a brand manager at the time for Kraft Macaroni and Cheese brand. So um you know, albeit it was very different, like because they give you a big budget at craft yes. versus when you're doing something on your own, right? It's your money, one, and um, know, you don't right? have millions. Well, I mean, maybe <laughs> before you start, if you do, but I haven't met the entrepreneur that does. I uh, know, right? Exactly. I, I'm yet to meet one other than people who just like raise money, right? But, exactly. uh, but you know, but I understood marketing, I understood, um, what I needed to do, you need, you know, you need to create something that people are willing to pay for yeah. and that solves a problem. And so that was really it. I launched my first brand a year later, um, mm -hmm. in 2010. Um, and that was called you lingerie. So you lingerie was my very first business baby. Mm -hmm. Um, we launched and it did amazing. I think it, there was just a nice, um, people, people just felt like it was a breath of fresh air. Right. Yes. Um, and so was there anybody out there doing anything like that as far as there, like there, there, there was, but they were not us brands. They were okay. like in, um, um, gosh, what is that country? Like in uh, somewhere? So, no, it's in Europe. Um, gosh, I'm forgetting. Anyways, there were two brands, but they were yes. not American okay. companies at all. So I knew that there was obviously an opportunity for me. And that's why it was so well received, right? Yeah. Um, when we launched it, we, you know, we launched and people just sort of like, this was before Facebook became how it is now. Like yeah. when you show stuff on Facebook and everybody that actually follows you actually yeah. sees your post and yeah. likes it and shares it and all of that. So it was really, it was a really um, good first year for us. Um, so that's awesome. how we knew we were onto something. We knew yeah. that we were solving a problem and people loved what we were doing. And then fast forward four years later, we had a captive audience, right, of moms, new moms, expecting moms. And so while we were selling nursing bras and nursing things, yeah. uh, we also knew that there was a need for just like expecting moms um, who just needed help with their wardrobe. Yeah. So I launched Prego Leggings in 2014 because leggings are sort of like <laughs> a pregnant woman's best friend, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you're pregnant, one of the first things that go are your pants, like nothing fits, right? Yeah. You have a growing bump. Um, so we launched Prego Leggings in 2014 
just leveraging the audience that we already had yeah. and the brand awareness that we already had from my first brand. Um, and then most recently in 2020, um, right before the pandemic, we launched Ashme & Co., which is our baby brand. Mm -hmm. So we sell baby clothes for the moms who are already buying all of our things. So that's I love really it. So it was kind of like a layered effect of building. Exactly. Exactly. So it makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. So, but that's it. That's, you know, that's kind of the story. The You know, I, I can talk on forever, but we're going to talk about other things. Yes. No, <laughs> that is the story. But I love when I hear people's story, but I also like to hear like the nitty gritty. So like when you first decided, hey, I want to do this. Like, what was your first step? I feel like a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we do talk about how we did it. But we don't get sometimes into, well, you know, I did a show for Diddy or Fashion Week. And it's like, okay, but what were the steps that got you there before oh. all of that? So when you first decided you wanted to do it, how did you even find like a manufacturer or find the fabrics or design it? Did you hire design? Like what were your steps as far as becoming? Because you didn't have a professional fashion background, but we all know you're super stylish. So <laughs> you at least knew you had a good eye and a sense of style and creativity. But how did you take that and actually manifest it into reality? I, got real I think that's a great question because I think you're right. A lot of times you hear people who want to, you know, step into entrepreneurship and they're just like, I don't know the first thing about the first thing. Like, what is my first step? Right. Um, and, and it's not your, even for you, you know, for people to be like, let me go and copy exactly that. Cause one, that was 13 plus years ago. And then, oh my goodness. A lot but, has changed since, exactly, right? But it's still at the end of the day, you still got to go and find a manufacturer to make clothes and find fabric and do some absolutely, research. So, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I think that's a great question because for me, honestly, um, I, when I knew that I was going to do this, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. It was scary. Yeah. Um, but I knew that I needed to map out like a plan of what I was going to do. Cause I'd never been an entrepreneur before. Yeah. My dad, my dad is an entrepreneur. He's actually a serial entrepreneur. So I knew that I had it in me. Like if you yes. can do it, then I can do it. Of course. Um, I had my MBA from Duke. I worked for a Fortune 500 company. I'm like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah. Um, but the first step that I did um, take was I decided to write a business plan, honestly. Mm -hmm. And so that just helped me. I'm I'm the type of person, like I like to visualize what I'm going to do. I don't yes. just like just go right you're um, not for, winging it so you're, no, you're putting the I, paper I, I to plan to, the paper right i wanted to understand what it was i was going to be embarking on yes. especially because i still had my my day job right yes. i'm like okay um i still got to pay the bills like yes. and i was pregnant um so i i wrote a business plan and try to map out what i was going to need and what were the yeah. holes that i was going to have yeah. and so in writing a business plan i realized very quickly okay i don't have a design background i don't know how i'm going to find manufacturers but guess what there's such a thing called google university yes that part <laughs> And YouTube. Okay. And YouTube, right? So everything is figure outable. <laughs> honestly, everything is figure outable. That is literally my life motto. Um, so I I um I, I just started Googling and and finding out, okay, I don't know how to draw, but here are some templates for drawing bras or yeah. I but but the thing is, I think for me the the first best um this this first step for me was I was a consumer and I knew what I was looking for. Yes. I wanted something 
that was fashionable. But beyond that, I'm a woman first, right? Yes. The worst thing is an uncomfortable bra. That right? part. Really uncomfortable anything. Okay. It, 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 Especially at this point. Preach on it. <laughs> exactly. So for me, it was just like, okay, as a consumer first, what was the reason I was even doing this in the yeah. first place? So the first thing is I have to make sure that whatever product that we end up creating, um, it would have to be comfortable. So I was like, okay, Googling what makes a comfortable bra in yeah. the construction of a bra. Why is it, what makes it comfortable versus others that are not? Um, yeah. So I, I, for me, it was just like, I want to bring the fashion, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to sacrifice style, but I also yeah. wanted to make sure like functionally it was comfortable yeah. functionally. It would do everything that um, a woman wants. Cause I mean, yeah. I'm a woman. I have boobs. I know what I, I'm looking yes, for. Exactly. Um, it needed to create, you know, be supportive and comfortable and all of that stuff. So that was the first thing. And then I was like, okay, um, manufacturing, I, I don't know. How am I going to do this? I came upon um, the website Alibaba. I started reaching yes. out. That process was crazy because I like to tell people you have to kiss a few frogs before yes. you find the prince. It's not one of those situations where you're just like, okay, The first one is going to work. The first one, No. <laughs> I was like, I. It's very rare that happens. It's very, very rare. If you've been doing this long enough, you realize that very quickly. So I started talking to a couple of manufacturers on Alibaba. I told them that I did not have a fashion background, but I, I knew how to draw. So they would have to work with me to <laughs> understand my drawing. My drawings yes. were very rough, but yes. you get the idea. I gave them a lot of pictures of like. This is sort of like my inspiration, but yes. this is kind of what I'm trying to get to. Um, and how can we get samples done? So I got samples from probably, I'm not going to lie, like probably eight to 10 manufacturers. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the process kind of just went on. You got trash on some and you got yeah. some good ones on some yeah. and then you narrow it down and narrow it down until you get pricing that makes sense and the, the work relationship that makes sense. Yes. And then you find one that's just like, Okay, this is it. Um, yeah. I think this is kind of where we're going to go. And I think for me, the reason I even ended up where I did, um, the people I was dealing with, like, they could speak English really well, yeah. which is important. Because, it is. It really uh, is. Communication is key. Like, if you're talking past each other, it's going to be hard for you to to get what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of it. And then um, outside of that, I mean, that's like a big piece, but yeah. when you're starting a business, you have to, you know, start a, you know, create an LLC, yeah. register with your respective states, um, you know, get an EIN from the IRS, all yes. of those legal things were all parts and foundational of, things. Yeah. Right. Like those are like the first things that you have to do before you even start spending a dime. You have to yeah. make sure that you are, a legal entity because these are all things that's going to come back later when you're filing your taxes. Exactly. All of look, your expenses it, are going to have to come into play. So what did you spend money on that I spent exactly. it on? And look, samples. speaking of the dimes, budget. Budget is a big thing, especially in business. That's, but I think with fashion, sometimes people get caught up in, oh, you know, fashion and all this stuff. But it's like all of this costs money. And are you budgeting to figure out what you can realistically? And which is why it? that Biz that that which was why that creating a business plan was such a thing for me because within your business plan you have your financials your thing your you I mean your 
you're forecasting what you think, you know, it's yeah. not necessarily always going to be exact, but it gives you an idea of like, okay, this is, I think about how much money I think I need to put down, you know, put away because exactly. I need money to spend on samples. I need money to pay for the LLC. Like, you know, yes. like you're, you're dropping a hundred bucks just off the GP yes. to get an LLC. Right. I mean, yes. at least for Georgia, that's what it was. Yes. Right. So all of those things were important for me because it was like, it allowed me to create a kind of like a blueprint for the steps that I needed to take. Right. Yeah. Um, and then also part of creating a business plan, you have to talk about how you're going to grow, right? Yeah. Like your marketing, how yeah. do you plan on getting people to learn about you? Yeah. How are you going? So like people always get excited about entrepreneurship and it's just like, Oh, you know, I'm going to create this really dope product. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, um, no, um, the most important part of creating a business is when you create this product, people have to learn about it. Yeah. And then when people learn about it, how are you going to convince them that your product is the best yeah. and why they should buy your item versus someone else's? Exactly. So that's all part of the things that go into a business plan that I knew at least for myself needed to happen before I started making any crazy moves, but yeah. No, I love all of that. And it makes so much sense. Um, and it's definitely, I think, especially for creatives, again, being creative, sometimes you get so caught up in creative, you forget that, Hey, this is a business. And if I ever want, want to quit my day job, or if I ever want this to be sustainable and grow, I gotta be able to handle the business. So with you, did a you thousand on, percent? Did you bring on anybody to help with the business for you to focus on being creative, or you did a combination of both? Or so I mean, so first things first, I knew that when I started getting really serious, like I was doing it on the side while I worked, right? And then I had my baby, and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna have to really focus on this. So yeah. I left craft mm -hmm. um, to to launch this business, and when as soon as I did that, I you know of course that conversation with the hubby had to happen. Yes. Like, hey, you're gonna hold us down while I yes. do this, right? Because yes. this is a real thing, and he was so supportive. Like, yeah, I go do your that. thing, go do your thing. I got us. Yeah. Um, and what's the worst that can happen? Because part of me was just like, okay, what if I fail? I mean, and that's real, right? Like, what yes. if it doesn't work out? Yes. What if I fall flat on my face? And he was just like, well, guess what? You have an MBA. You're educated. You can always go and get a you job have, if you absolutely had to. Exactly. You have work experience. So yeah. guess what? You go get another job. It's not yeah. the end of the world. Yeah. And I think that gave me the confidence to sort of take that step to say, yeah. I'm going to go do this. And then what happened was I started working with my sister. One of my sister had just graduated um, school, like college, and was just like, hey, I'm going to do this with you like say less so it was me and my sister i love um, it in the basement of my house just sort of just you know grinding it, it out right grinding it out rolled up our sleeves got our got our hands dirty and just you know it was just this two woman team um yeah. i like to call it that that got it on and when we launched it was still the two of us uh, I, she would help with fulfillment. I help with fulfillment. I, we basically wore all the hats. Like yes. it was customer service, um, you know, sales, marketing, social media directors, yes. all the things we did everything together. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, so I didn't pay her to be honest. I didn't pay her to start, but she was my sister and she lived at home. So she was like, She's going to help out. That's exactly. Cool. It was exactly, exactly. Because I mean, 
this was a hundred percent bootstrapped. Like yeah. every cent that I spent on my business to launch it was a hundred percent from our bank account. Like yeah. I did not borrow any money. I didn't, you know. Yeah. Um, so until we started when we started making money was when I started paying her. And I ne- I didn't pay myself for years when we started the business. Um, just to get it off the ground and make yeah. sure that we were doing every, every... Even that's good to know because I think I'm losing you. Did you hear uh, me? Sorry. You know what? The phone rang and it blocked the call. So I had to find oh, it really quick before it disconnected you. you. Okay. Uh, but, okay. and it, it was my daughter, but I was like, I'm going to send her a quick text. Like, wait a minute, I'm doing a podcast. Hit me later. But no, um, I was saying that I think sometimes entrepreneurship is so glamorized and you played a key point. You didn't pay yourself for years because you had to use all the money to reinvest to make yes. your business successful. Exactly. Sometimes people miss that. And they're looking at entrepreneurs and it's like, no, these people have been doing it a long time. Now you see they can travel and do all these other things, but they weren't doing that at the very beginning. Exactly. Exactly. And I think you, including me. Okay. (laughs) I think you, I'm just now starting to enjoy this thing. Okay. Yes. No, I think you hit the nail right on the head. Um, Seriously, because a lot of people are looking for instant gratification. No, you got to grind. You got to grind and you got to put in the work. And yes, we were making, we made six figures our first year, but I did not pay myself a cent. Okay. I reinvested all of that back into the business, into marketing, to continue to grow, to get brand awareness, to expand. I hired another person in year two. Yeah. Um, to help with, you know, fulfillment and hired someone that was like a little bit of like a personal assistant, yes. but they, like a virtual assistant that did also just customer service. Yeah. Like all of that stuff doesn't just happen overnight. Yeah. And if you want to grow as fast as possible, you have to reinvest as much as possible. Yeah. yeah. You have to, you have to think about that. Cause like but I said, didn't even making myself, the six figures, start. you still had to use so much of it to pay other people and to keep exactly. the business. Cause making it is revenue and profit are not the same thing. <laughs> can you, can we talk about that for a little bit? Cause my revenue actually for me looks pretty good, but the profit be like, God dang, how much money did I spend? on all these different things <laughs> can we talk about that that's a whole like i feel like that's a whole like podcast a lesson session. in itself okay no seriously because there's a difference between revenue and profit there's a difference between your top line numbers yeah and then when you factor in and you scroll all the way to the bottom yes inventory <laughs> when you factor in your expenses before you now figure out okay what's my EBITDA like what's the amount of money I made after everything yeah. is being taken care of like yeah. people forget that so it's not unusual for someone to say yeah you know my business made seven figures but yeah. what was the bottom line exactly because you can you can earn seven figures yeah in top line revenue yeah. and spend seven figures. That part. And the more zero. money you make, the more you spend also. <laughs> exactly. And so there's 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 this misconception that people have where they feel like, well, that business made $10 million. Of course they're killing it. Yes, they're killing it. But you'd be surprised that 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 business owner probably only paid themselves a hundred thousand dollars yeah. or fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. You, you just it's just yeah. it's it's huge. It's a huge mis- misconception when people yeah. think um, entrepreneurship. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are businesses that are killing it and yeah. seeing a really nice 
um, bottom numbers, but yeah. at the end of the day, but it um, even it still takes time to get. It there. does. It does. And it does. even if you're making seven figures, you're not pocketing that either. All of it you, because you most, have to use it. Most times you're not. Most yeah. times you're not. Yeah. Right. Um, and of course, the bigger your brand, the bigger your your growth. Yeah. The big, the more your expenses too. Exactly. Um, because you're trying to, you know, you're trying to, you know. Uh, a win in the market. You're trying to yes. expand and grow. So um, and look, for you us, we focused on growth very early. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense because to me it looks like it's paid off. Because now, fast forward, so you started with you and your sister in the house, and now go ahead and tell them about you have a warehouse, a distribution center, the whole you're sold <laughs> in all the major stores. Yes, girl. So you know when we started, we were in my basement. I still look back at those pictures from like the early days, and I'm just like in awe yeah. of it. Like we took over my entire basement. It wasn't a finished basement, so my, I remember those early days. My husband and my father-in-law help build out these shelves in the basement mm -hmm. so that we can mm -hmm. store things. And then we also took over the garage yeah. because as we, you know, continue to grow. But I know we were in my basement for like the first three years, no, four, almost four years. Mm -hmm. um, because it was right before we launched Prego Leggings that we ended up getting a warehouse and then actually hired a real team. Because when we were in my house, it was just like family, yes. mostly, right? Helping, Helping out. Yes. Um, and then we had a couple of virtual people that weren't here, but working for the business. Yes. Um, but, you know, we've since grown. You know, my team is um, about 12 deep which is nice. Um, we're still a very, I say we're a small, big business Yeah, <laughs> because, um, you know, we have people now that handle marketing yeah. and we have people that handle customer service. We have people that handle social and all of, you know, all the things and yes. it, it feels really good, but guess what? That's what we're talking about. Those expenses get bigger as you get bigger too. Exactly. Right? Um, exactly. So exactly. it's all part of the game and part of the grind, but, um, I would not trade anything for it. Um, honestly, it's been yeah, it definitely is worth a it. journey yeah. for sure. Learned I a lot, like failed as we went. Yes. You know, made mistakes, but learned from it, you know, but that's part of it, right? Yeah. That's all part of the journey. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Only a few more questions and I'm going to let you go because I know you're a busy woman. Uh, <laughs> what do you feel like is the most important lesson you've learned thus far? I think... I can answer that really fast because I feel like everyone wants to be an entrepreneur because everyone sees the glamorized yeah. aspects of it. Right? More People. now than ever before. Cause I never More, saw this growing up. It was when I social agree. media. You know what? Came I think about. social media has yes. expanded what people think entrepreneurship is about. And I go back to sort of just the very beginning. In order to be successful, you have to be selling the problem that you are solving. Yeah. That's it. And if you can create, if you can create a product that solves a problem, I like to say if you can solve a problem for a million people, you'll be a millionaire. Yeah. That's literally the short of it. Yeah. And so a lot of times people go into it thinking, I just want to make money. What can I sell? I just want to make money. And that's, I feel like that's not the right mindset yeah. for becoming an entrepreneur, right? You have to be solving a problem. And I think that that gets missed um, a lot because people are just trying to make money. So you're starting backwards. Like yeah. you're just trying to make money. If you stop thinking about 
making like you you obviously want to make money i'm not yeah. saying and i'm trying to make light of it but i feel like if you start with i really want to impact people's lives in a that part way. maybe it's making people feel better about something yeah. maybe people you, you know it's it's you fill in the blank it's um making as long as you're improving people's lives yes. making an impact i agree you have to be impacting people's lives every day. If you can do that, you will make money. Yes. The money, the will, money come. will come. Yeah. The money will come. But if you're not able to articulate why you're doing it and what your product does and why people should buy you, why someone should give you their hard-earned money that part. to you, then, then it's going to be difficult for you. Plus, so, if you get in it and you're not, you know, extremely passionate about what it is that you're trying to do. The hard road of entrepreneurship in itself, if you're not like, okay, I see the bigger picture of why I do this, why I deal with the struggles and the ups and downs of what comes with it, is the passion of like, hey, I knew that this is what I'm called to do and help people or make an impact or whatever. You're not going to be able to last. Um, oh, I think statistics say that most businesses fail within the first five years. So if you can make it past that, yes, be I on mean, your way. Yes. I mean, you, you, you're not wrong at all. Like you're hitting all the points for yeah. sure. Um, if you, if you're not able to do that, you just, you're not going to be successful. I, if I it's, just, it's only for money. I would have stopped a long time ago. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And that's the thing. <laughs> and would have went like, back to work. <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing though, is, is as an entrepreneur, as a CEO, yeah. I'm not driven by the money that I'm making. I'm driven by the impact that I, yes. I'm making in the lives of these women. So every day when we get reviews on our products and we get these moms who are saying, oh my goodness, um, these leggings make me feel so put together. Yes. I feel like it's holding me in, especially when everything is just so out of place yes. because my belly feels soft and blah, Your blah, whole blah. body changes when you have Exactly. You so have when you adjust. hear these yeah. comments... That's why I'm doing this. That when, part, that's why that. I'm doing it because I know that if I can make you feel that, yes. you keep coming back. That, right? exactly. And you tell other people about it. That's the reason I'm here. That's the reason we're doing this. So if you're not able to do that, I'm sorry. Like you're just not going to be successful for long. You yeah. might find success like early, but it's yeah. not going to be sustainable. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the key is you want it to be sustainable and like we're always a, thinking a fly in a pan or whatever, flash in the pan, they call it. Exactly. We're always thinking about how we're going to improve our products. How can we make it better? Yeah. Um, you know, when you when when I go back to like the early days, our products are not anything near what they look like today. Yeah. yeah. We've iterated and iterated and have done better based on feedback that we've gotten yes. right yeah. oh you know what like i remember in the beginning like with this um bras that we started with the nursing bras our straps used to be a lot thinner and they've gotten thicker and just a little bit more sturdy over mm -hmm. time mm -hmm. because we take those feedback you can't take it personal when a customer does not love something about yes. the product yes you take it and you figure out what can you do yes. constructive criticism Exactly. I'm working constantly with all of our manufacturers. Yes. We have four manufacturers that we work with across all of our um, brands. Mm -hmm. And each of them were like, hey, this is the feedback we're getting. How can we make it better? And then we're testing and testing and testing. Yeah. 
Um, but it is it is the is the core of our business is how can we continue to bring products that customers love and that improves their lives. That's it. I love that. And you make such a good point about at the end of the day, when you become an entrepreneur, you're actually not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for other people because you're you get doing into it for, exactly to promote whatever service or product to people. You're not selling it to yourself. So it's no, like you get no. into it to be selfless in the first place. <laughs> That's exactly it. You know, I had a, a problem that I saw for myself, but then I expanded it to other women. Yes. And how could I help them feel better about themselves? How can I make an impact in how they feel? Because yes. when you think about a woman, um, when you're pregnant or you just had a baby, your body goes, you're a mom, you know what I mean, yes. right? Your body goes through, goes so, through many so many changes. You're already self-conscious about your body changing, right? Yes. So yes. now tack on a poorly made bra or a poorly made maternity clothes or a poorly yeah. made pair of anything. And you, you just, it's like, you're just adding more to yes, a, to a woman who doesn't already love herself. So yeah. how can I make her feel that much more um, exactly. like herself? You know, you're already dealing with being a new mom and knowing, especially if it's your first time being a mom, you already don't know what you don't know. So, you don't know, first of all, you're second guessing yourself. And then yeah. let's not talk, let's not forget about just your emotional, like yeah. all the, you're going through so many hormonal changes. And don't add on postpartum depression oh, if you please, did that don't too. don't get me so, started yeah. on that. Yeah. So the one thing that I feel like for us is how can we make the journey of motherhood that much A little more? easier. Yeah. Easier, yeah. more amazing. I mean, that's what we say when a customer reaches out to us, we say, thank you for allowing us to be a part of your motherhood journey. Yeah. Because even though it's a small part, we're grateful to be a part of it, yeah. right? Um, so, and it's a yeah. small part that's helping them. Like, okay, this is one less thing to worry about. I already feel crazy. I feel like I look crazy. At least I know <laughs> I'm going to put, be put together nicely. And that's exactly. one less thing to worry about. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. I love exactly. that. And as we wrap up, what would you say, uh, three pieces of advice that you would give to somebody that wants to be in this entrepreneurship business, particularly fashion, not necessarily your line of work, but just want to be in the fashion business and one of the different careers that you can be in. And what are three pieces of advice or three books or podcasts or movies that you would suggest? Since everybody learns different, I put all those out there, disclaimers. So what yeah. would you suggest that they read, watch, listen to, or just advice that you would give as they're starting or scaling? Hmm. Three advice. Okay. I'm trying to say. I mean, you've been giving advice this whole episode. So <laughs> great. You're well, so smart. You. Um, I think, I think the first one would be obviously you have to believe in yourself. Yeah. Remember that if you feel like you have something to offer the world, that is a dream that belongs to you. Yeah. Do not let naysayers get into your head about, what you can or cannot do because people's perception of what you're able to do is a reflection of their own experiences and nothing to do with you. Yeah. So I always say, you know, whatever God has put in your spirit, in your heart, that's what that's for you and for you only. Yes. Right? So run with that. It wasn't that. a conference call. Said it again. Exactly. exactly. I saw that meme and I was like, it's so, that's so, um, that's so true. 
No, that's so true. It was not a conference call. You're absolutely right. Um, so yeah, so that would be the first one is, you know, what's for you is for you. It's not for everybody else. It's not for debate. It's not for the church to decide whether or not yes. you do it. Right. So that's the first one. Um, the second one would be, I would say, study the space that you're about to go into. Right. Like if you're, for me, when I was doing the research, I knew who was playing in, yes. in that. And part of what I had to figure out was what was going to be my point of difference? What yes. was going to be the one thing or the two things that's going to make me different from everybody else? Um, Your unique value proposition. That's it. <laughs> exactly. What was my unique value proposition? What was I bringing to the market that wasn't already being offered? And yes. how was I improving upon something that might have already existed? Yeah. Um, so that people will find value in what I was offering. Um, so always figure out what that is. And then thirdly, I would say, so to, 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 before I go into the third point, that also feeds into understand who your competition is, right? Yeah. Like study them, figure out what they're doing that you could do better, understand what um, unique thing that they might be missing. Yeah. Maybe find out, like if they have poor customer service, maybe that's what's going to set you apart exactly. from them. Yeah. Um, maybe if people read the reviews, maybe people are complaining about something. So that's something that you can do better, right? Yeah. So study your competitions, understand your, your uh, industry, understand the landscape in which you're about to play in. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, I'm trying to think, um, what would I say? Because you said narrow it down to three. Hmm. I think you gave a lot of good ones, though. Huh, I'm trying to think. So I feel like... So I would say, I, honestly, okay, so I would say, um, I would say read. I mean, I feel like there's books that has literally helped me to level up my game, honestly. Agreed. Like Book, magazine article, like seriously yeah. level. You gotta be a forever student. Can you say that part again? Say it for the people in the back. <laughs> you have it to be a forever student. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how long you've been in the business. Okay, yeah. it does not matter how long you've been in it. You always have to be learning because it's kind of like what you said at the beginning, like. 13 years ago when I launched my business, things were so different. Like yeah. you couldn't, like the steps that I took then are like, there's just so many new tools and yes. things that could help you do it faster now. Yes. Um, but if you're not learning and and changing with yeah. the industry or pivoting because you need to, because I remember my first business, we were on WordPress. Do you remember WordPress? Yes. As a platform? Yes. And now everyone's on Shopify. So if you're yes. not, paying attention and now everybody's WordPress talking about now is just for websites but it's not like for selling anything it's just exactly. for websites like exactly. exactly and so like now people are talking about ai i don't know yes. how familiar you are but like that's like changing the game like now that's why we're to... doing our metaverse fashion show so we're involving that whole tech component and 3d fashion and mixing the two to give a different e-commerce retail experience yeah you have to be evolving with the times you have to up. be evolving you cannot be a blockbuster in a netflix world okay <laughs> girl you have all these one-liners i love it <laughs> i'm just saying 
No, but um, to go back to your question, um, the third thing I would say would be to just immerse yourself in books that would allow you to one level up or at least even launch right so a couple of books that i i like to recommend a lot when people ask me what are like the first couple of books that you would recommend would be one the four hour work week the four hour work week to me is just like a book that it just allows you to hack things right like hack your life like you don't it's about working smart, not yes. hard, right? Yes. Like you can get things done. That's I've been on for the last couple of years. Because I was say like, that, I've always been on. I said that's the same thing that I've been on. That is a good book. Same thing I've been on the last few years about just working as smart as I can, not just hard. Because I've been a yes. hard worker all my Man, life. But life hacks, baby. Life yes. hacks. Life yes. hacks. So the four hour work week is one. Um, another book that I like to talk about a lot is. Um, the Fast Lane Millionaire. I don't know if you've heard about this. I don't know about that one. Okay, let me add that to my book list. <laughs> the Fast Lane Millionaire by MJ DeMarco, I think is his last name, but it's really, really good. It just gives you an idea of like, if you're, before you even like enter into an industry, are you thinking about starting a business that would allow you to m- become a millionaire or are you going into an industry that limits you? Because at the end of the day, if you're going into a business that only requires you to be successful and you're not able to leverage other things like building systems that allow yeah. you to scale and make money while you sleep, things like that. You're yeah. going, it's going to be hard for you to, you know, to scale and yeah. grow yeah. Um, exponentially. So things like that. So like, those are a couple of books. There's others. Um, I post a lot about them on my social. So um, I could definitely share more of that. Like a yes. Habits is one. We're going to tag you when we post this episode so people can follow and like and see what you have going on and shop and all the things. Yes. But girl, I like to say this and like, it's kind of what you said. You don't want to be a blockbuster in a Netflix world, but let me say this in times of change, only the learners will inherit, will inherit the earth okay so if you're not I like how you don't remix scripture (laughs) (laughs) hey however way you get it chat yes um but only the learners will inherit their earth because only the people who are constantly learning and changing with the times and getting the new information and including it and 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 living their lives following you know all of the changes that's coming those are the people that are going to win yeah, Those are the yeah people that confidence comes from knowledge right agree you're not learning you're not reading you're not um you gotta stop scrolling and read a book baby <laughs> that part that part <laughs> i saw somebody post the other day like you know what you need to stop scrolling and start praying if you're feeling like you un- um, unguided or undecided or whatever stop scrolling and get on your knees I was yeah like, i better no. preach no, seriously, uh, seriously, you're not wrong. You know, yeah. you have to be a student of the game, always yeah. learning. Yeah. Forever student. And nobody can ever take knowledge away from you. And so I love learning. Um, I mean, I've got, obviously we all went to college and got multiple degrees, but that's the learning in the traditional setting. But being able to keep learning after you're not forced to do it for grades or for mm-hmm. degrees, but doing it for your own knowledge of being confident and one of the services and products that you offer because you know that you are an expert in that. Mm-hmm. And people are paying for your expertise, whether it's through the service or product. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Thank you again for your agree. time. We can chat all day about this stuff, I know. Um, and then me and of you course. just talk in general from like when we have our lunches and all the things. 
Of so course. I really appreciate you taking time. This is definitely one of the best episodes as far as talking with someone that is just so well-versed and has been in the industry and been successful for a long time because we didn't even get into, well, how did you transition to be able to even do B2B from B2C? But that's another conversation. We'll have to bring you back. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a game changer, too. Of I think I, direct I think, to consumer to businesses. Yes, 100%. I think for from I think for that is as you scale your business, you start realizing, okay, if I'm already here, how can I be there? Yeah. And then what do I need in order to be there? Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you're right. It's It's another conversation, right? Like, how do you get from direct to consumers to getting into retail stores and yes. things like that. Yes. Um, that's a whole beast in a, in of itself. It really is. Um, it really is. But girl, that's all part of the game. That's all part of the journey. You got uh, You know pushing. what? I, I forgot to ask. Last question is, so what's coming up for y'all this year or what's next? Or is there anything you want to share with us since we've spoken so much about the past and then the present, but what's coming up for the future? No, we're very excited about the future. You know, we're launching new products. We're thinking about how can we continue to increase share of wallet of our customers? Like they're already buying these, you know, leggings and yeah. this and bras and things like that. But how can we... And baby clothes now. And, oh, yes. Let's not forget Ashmi <laughs> and Co. with the baby clothes. Um, for us, honestly, is how can we... Beyond motherhood, how yeah. can we continue to impress upon her yeah. beyond the first year of after having a baby? How yeah. can we be the choice that she goes to over and over again after she's done having babies? How can, yeah. how can she continue to keep us as the choice for her pair of leggings, a pair of jeans, yeah. well beyond when postpartum is over, right? So those are the types of products that we're thinking about. Um, we're, we, we're now trying to target a whole new avatar within our business, which is just mom, period. Not just yeah. new mom, not yeah. expecting mom, but just mom. Any woman that feels like, you know what? I want to be able to wear a pair of leggings that make me feel good. Yeah. Basically, how can we become the, for lack of a better word, like how can we provide her with the idea that she does not need Spanx? She needs yeah. us. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Yes. So we're trying to build beyond that. Um, and so that we're very excited. We have a couple of things in the works. I can't share too much yet, but that's of course. exciting for us. Well, when and we then, tag you, um, everybody can follow and stay tuned and sign yes. up and all the things. So we know. Yes, yes, absolutely. And then for our baby clothes, we're, you know, we're just trying to expand beyond the two years. Right now, we only carry zero to two years old, but we're trying to get beyond that right yeah how can we get the threes and the fours and the fives um yeah. into um into our experience so yes i love it i love it as always you are such an inspiration i want to be like you when i grow up oh you're so sweet <laughs> thank you i appreciate that thank you so much for inviting me definitely um, thanks for taking the time and absolutely absolutely send me some dates for uh lunch so that we'll have it before the summer Yes. No, we, we can we can probably connect in March, girl. We'll make it happen in March. Um middle middle of middle or late March, we should be able to get our our, our ducks in a row for that. So yes. Okay, definitely that's amazing. So thank you again. I really appreciate the invite and no, um I look forward you. to connecting again really definitely. Soon. Thank you and have an amazing weekend. Chat thank soon. you. You too. You All too. All right, bye. Bye. Hi. 
Thank you for listening and tuning in to Closet Chronicles. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you are interested in learning how to turn your own passions and creativities into profits and monetize your gifts and talents, I would love to help you. I have a business of style class that you can take in person if you're in Atlanta or virtually anywhere in the world. If you'd like more information, click the link at the end of each episode. You can find out information, how to chat with me to learn how to grow and scale your business and not just let it be a hobby, but be able to actually build a thriving, sustainable business to support you and your family and your lifestyle doing what you love. I hope to chat with y'all soon. Take care. Bye-bye.